All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to Average Stakes. Welcome back. Of it. Trevor, how the hell are you? Doing good, doing great. Omen, I think we're on the same page. This is our flu game, man. Yeah. This uh, is we're not feeling game. the toppest of notch. You know, you're going to hear in our voices, maybe some sniffles. Yeah, but we're here to bring you three days. We're here to bring you the most average of takes. So here we are, boys. Well, you got to fight through adversity now. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And I'm going to fight for your right. The party. All right. Today, we got you. Our trade deadline destination, new destination, guys. You know, uh, we're going to talk to you where we think some interesting fellas fit. So, um, are you guys, what do you have to say about it, Trevor Roman? Um, I think a lot of deals are about to be made come trade deadline. It's about to get real interesting here in the MLB. It's coming up almost a month away. Padres are hot, and I'm loving every minute of it. Um, these are just a couple guys who uh, I have like a eighty percent chance that they're going to get moved. Um, the teams are probably about ten percent chance that's going to happen. But I'm way more confident these guys are going to get moved than I am on the teams that we're about to say. But there's a ten percent chance still, so it may happen. We'll see. I'm loving the authentic sweat marks you got in the hat. You're just rocking it. Yeah, it's game ready. Um, it's been through a lot, as you can tell. Yeah. I'm not for the same <laughs> probably thing. About, probably about two same days hat. worth of being in the same yeah, uh, for you. Just to let you guys know, that hat was brand new last week. Yeah. So that's just there was a sweater. Absolutely. <laughs> I do sweat a lot. <laughs> That's funny. If you guys are listening and not watching on YouTube, which you should always be trying to get to YouTube and watch. But yep, if you're on watching on YouTube, why don't you take a second to like, subscribe, and give us a comment? Yeah, comment yeah. down who you think Roman's pick is going to be because you might know mine already. <laughs> All right, uh, who wants to get into it first? Who do you think is getting traded? Why and where? Well, since Double you freaking shouted me out like that, why don't I go first? Good All right. idea. All right. My first one is going to be Wilson Contreras. Wilson 2Ls. Wilson 2Ls type guy. Um, I think he's going to be on the move this come trade deadline, and I think his best fit is in Houston with the Astros. Mm. I mean, their best catcher right now is Martin Maldonado. I mean, great defender, but his batting is just not there. Batting a 151, five home runs, 16 RBIs. And, you know, that's just not going to cut it for them. I think Wilson Contreras is a good fit. Batting a 269, 12 home runs, 27 RBIs. And I think that's exactly what the Astros need come trade deadline. Yeah, I think that would be a really good fit, honestly. I know he's on um, half of a year, basically, is all you're going to get from him until he tests for agency. And I think he's going to get paid a lot, man, eventually. But go get him. You know, they always say it's good to to rent a guy so he gets the feel. Like, maybe you you get your first choice and you get to throw your cap in the – in the race or whatever first. So, I mean, and it shows you want him on your team. Yeah. He's a great catcher. I think he's a top five, 10 catcher in this league every night. 
and we just watched him destroy the Padres for a whole series, but and exactly. the him. But he's he's a very great hitter, good catcher. Yeah, the Astros are first place though rolling right now. I think he'll fit in and boost this team even higher. I mean, I definitely think he's gonna be on the move this year, especially with how much money he wants and the Cubs situation. They're definitely in a rebuilding mode. So they want to stack up those prospects. Got to. Got um, to. And honestly, I think he is the best overall catcher on the market right now. Absolutely. Maybe even the he may be even the best catcher in baseball. Um, yeah, the, the average wise, it's not as good, but hitting catcher, home runs, RBIs, he leads all those categories. He's definitely solid. He has a cannon. Um, and you're going to take those home runs and the RBIs that he produces over the couple stolen bases he gives up. So like that move, maybe he goes to a different team. I don't know, but like Bob was saying, rentals do get the first choice at uh, keeping someone. If everything goes well, you know, you see a lot of that guys get traded for half a year and then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I like the vibe here. I like it here. Um, But we'll see. He's going to, he's definitely going to get paid a bag from somebody. And the Houston has it. Houston has it in the bank. Yeah, didn't sign Correa, so they got a pretty decent contract ready waiting for him. Yeah. I know they would definitely be excited to have him on that team because he's great every time. All right. Um, I'll go next uh, just because I want to cut Shinny off a little bit. <laughs> but I'm going to say Josh Bell of the Washington Nationals. Nationals suck. It's not Juan Soto. I guess it could be Josh Bell. Yeah, you got to keep Soto. You can't yeah. give up Soto <laughs> at all. But Josh Bell's on a one-year, $10 million deal, so you're only paying the back half of that. The man's batting 294, 11 bombs, 44 RBIs. I mean, he's killing it. He's having probably one of the better years of his career. And if you exclude the 2020 year, this guy's like a 275 middle of the lineup power RBI guy that any team could need. I'm going to take him. I'm shipping to the Guardians, Cleveland Guardians. They are tied for first. No one saw them coming. This team has one of the lowest payrolls in the entire league. And our boyfriend Mill is just not cutting it. He's not batting his weight for homers, buck 96. What's going on with that guy? And they just DFA'd Oscar Mercado. They have a lot of guys hurt. I mean, this team already needs an outfielder. Josh Bell could play first and outfield, just like Naylor and other guys on their team. But I think this is a bat that you go to this team and significantly help them and where Friend Mill has it. And maybe that's you could trade for trade. I mean, they're both kind of, I mean, I think. Bell's going into his <clears throat> excuse me, and this is my sickness. Bell's going into like age 30, and I think Friend Mill's in 26 or something like that. But that's what I see. Maybe I mean, switch hitter, I like switch hitters always. Switch hitter, He's great a power hitter. Gonna yeah, I think that'll be a great fit. Cleveland in first place. Get yeah, Miles Shaw out of there. I mean, they they only have one power hitter on this team right now, and that's Jose Ramirez. He's 16 homers. Everyone else, I mean. Can Josh Bell play center field? Uh, no. no. Can't no. play center. No. 
maybe corner, corner guy, right field, first base, mm-hmm. maybe left, maybe. What about yeah, they got a big wall there, so it's kind of flexible. Um, I don't know. I just feel like he could fill a hole that they have somewhere, definitely with the bat, and I think absolutely that could transition anywhere. Like like Trevor said earlier, the team might not be right. But this guy probably is on the move somewhere. Everyone could use a bat. The guy could play two positions, switch hitter. He's having a good year. So I see him. And the team he's coming from is definitely proven they're going to be rebuilding. And desperate for anything you'll give them. Yes. Um, All right. I'm going to name off the first pitcher that I think is going to be going. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I am feeling... Luis Castillo is out of Cincinnati in that pitcher's park. He's put together a pretty solid year. Yeah, he's two and four, but he's on one of the worst teams in the NL, the Reds. He's put he has a three 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 ERA, which is very good in a pitcher's uh, hitter's park. Um, and I think he's going to a team that is desperately searching for some pitching. That's really been their problem the last two three years, and that is the Los Angeles Angels. Luis Castillo is going to the Angels. Um, I think that fits perfect in kind of where the Angels are set up at. Yeah, maybe they make a big second-half push. Um, that division's kind of – I would say the Astros are definitely the best team there, but second place um, – second place gets you a wild card in most, most situations. Um, and if they have a healthy trout and Otani's doing what he's doing – I really like Luis Castillo to the Angels. They need to play a lot better over there. But Luis Castillo has had a very good career for the Reds in one of the easiest hitting ballparks in the league. Let's not forget Great American or whatever they call it now. Cincinnati Reds Stadium is small. It is uh, balls just fly out of there any given night. So I think you're right. Going to the Angels, a little bit difficult um, more difficult hitting park than Cincy for sure. I think that would help him out a lot. And then obviously you have the confidence of playing on a good team. I mean, you every corner you turn is, is an all-star capable player. I mean, I know they just lost Anthony Rendon for the season. Man, that's so wild. I just wanted to bring that up because I think not that, good. that sucks. Angels luck sucks, man. They they tried with pool host didn't work. Josh Hamilton didn't work. Like Rendon, another big free agency splash. Seems like it's not going to work. Yeah, I mean, he's been there, what, three years now? And is Otani going to leave, man? Is he not happy? I don't know. Yeah, wants to win. Doesn't like losing. Can't do everything. You're right. Nine, he can. nine players actually, on the field. Actually, I, mean. I think he can. I think he can do everything. <laughs> he, can't, he can do everything, but the team still loses like the other yeah. night. Yeah. They lose a just a bullshit of a game. It was like 10 to 10 at like 10 at night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to explain it. Otani had like two bombs, like eight RBIs or something like that. I don't even yeah. know what the number was. And they still lost. And they still lost. Like, if I'm Otani, I'm going like. I'm livid. I'm livid. Do I got to be a Hall of Famer? Literally. An Hall of Famer to play this game, to win games or something? Like, what is going on? I know. It's got to be uh, 
very frustrating when you go two bombs, eight RBIs, and you still lose the game. Uh, yeah, I'm livid. I'm, livid. <laughs> I'm going to have beers after the game, congratulating myself. <laughs> by myself. As he's selfish given, as that sounds. He's given the translator an earful. <laughs> the only guy who understands you son of a bitch that's what i was you i don't know what i was watching going to los angeles but you know how you know how mad someone is when they speak in like their native language i don't know i don't know the other languages sometimes maybe the translator gives it to us a little better lies a little bit yeah um you want to go again yeah, again, uh, I'll bring the second pitcher off the board. Uh, I'm going to go Frankie Montez from the A's. I think the A's are just down in the gutters, 23 and 46, last in their division. Yeah, they're selling. Just selling away. And I think the Red Sox would be a good fit for Frankie. I mean, um, Nick Pavetta is their best pitcher right now, and I think he needs a little bit of help. When the Red Sox are in third, I mean, they can make a little push here after the trade deadline for first. I mean, it's going to be hard, no doubt about it, but some good pitching would help with that. Yeah, bro. I mean, that's great. Great placement for him. I think that's a move waiting to be happened, maybe even in the works. I think that is just perfect fit for him. The Red Sox do need help pitching. I know Chris Sale's on the way. Sooner or later, it seems like every year, but that's a good pick. I mean, the Red Sox are right now middle of the pack of the East and middle of the pack. I mean, Yankees think, are a powerhouse, but I mean, yeah. you can push for second. <laughs> I think with the Red Sox main concern is they're the third wild card team right now or the second wild card team. Let's just stay there somehow. Yeah. Well, you always got to get better a little bit. Heim's going to make Absolutely. a move to get better because if you don't, the Blue Jays probably are going to make moves because they have been the last two years. And then you have the Rays, who are always sneaky good, turn freaking dusted diamonds. I don't know how. Random guys. Random guys. Maybe even them. They make a move for the first time in a while midseason and try to spark something over there. I don't know, but I definitely think the Red Sox need to make a move, Roman, and that, that's a good one. Appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, maybe Frankie has like a another gear in him when he. Yeah, it's hard to pitch when you're on a really bad team, you know. It's like no defense behind you. It's I'm like expecting I gotta strike to this lose. Guy out or he's gonna come in, you know. Yeah, and the, and the, the Red Sox have always been a pretty respected team throughout baseball. Yeah. Um, guys come in there like the clubhouse. They like the vintage Fenway Park and stuff like that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a great move. Great move. Frankie Montez on the move. 100, 100p, though. 100p. A's are garbage. All right. Keeping this train rolling just like we did before. Another pitcher off the board. And I'm going to go a former Padre, David Betnar of the Pirates. I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you at one time, folks. So just turn your baseball ears on. <laughs> so David Bettinard, 2021, so last season, had a 2-2-3 two, two, in 60.2 innings and a .97 whip, so not even one whip. And this is his first year as a Pirate in 2022. This season, 
He's almost cut it his ERA by exactly one run. It's 1.34 now. So little what 9.90 uh drop off. And then um he has a point eight zero whip this year. So even 17 um point drop off for the walks hits per inning stat. So that is huge for a closer. Because if you let guys on, the game starts to unravel, unravel from your fingertips. You can no longer like control this game. One bloop and that guy might score. So that is a huge, huge um stat in that self right there. But I'm gonna send him to the Phillies. Phillies have had bullpen trouble for as long as I can remember. Absolutely. I mean, for the last handful of seasons, Phillies have always complained, complained, complained. And I know they have a good closer. I mean, I wouldn't say good, but Knebel is. No, I heard he lost a job recently. Oh, really? Recently? Yeah. Uh, um, his name's Sir Anthony Dominguez. Sir Anthony Dominguez. I mean, they have a couple really? of names in that pen, but I think David Bednar, I mean, the way he closes these pirate games, 2.2 inning saves. Like he is, he wants to be the guy to finish the game. Don't care when he's coming and he wants to end the game kind of old school. I really liked him when he was on the Padres and I know the pirates liked him a lot because when we stole Joe Musgrove from him, they made sure they got him and he, they, they've turned him around when it's hard to pitch for the pirates. I mean, we've seen other guys leave there and become very successful. Garrett Cole, I mean, Joe Musgrove, Jamison Talion, these guys get better once they leave. So it's hard not to think David Bednar is only going to get better. He's a 1.7 war right now this season, and he's only going to get better. The Phillies just lost their closer. He got demoted. So Anthony Dominguez is going to step up. I think David Bednar is the right guy to fill it in. And they have to still work their way back. They're not in the playoffs, but... With all their bullpen mess, I think that's a perfect candidate to lock that shit down. Why could you lose his job, though? He has 11 saves right now. Probably blown. I saves. think he's hurt, too. Mixer uh, of being hurt. Next guy coming up. Sir Anthony Dominguez, is, he has like under one ERA right now. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, if, I mean, even if he's hurt, got to add another guy to the pen. No, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's been a beast all year long. Um, even for the Pirates, like coming in knowing you're gonna get a save like 90% of the time. Yeah. It's pretty must feel nice, must feel nice. Only and thing the only thing wrong, they're never in save opportunities. <laughs> Would you say the pirates are in rebuild mode right now? I they're mean, like I think if, they're on the outside on of the it. cusp. Like, I, I think feel they like... have gone through it. Yeah, they have. Absolutely. And I think now, it you know, it reminds me of the Padres a couple of years ago, and they just need to find an all-star now. Like, go sign a guy. Yeah. Just one. Kind of like how the Rockies thought they were going to do with um, Chris Bryant, who I haven't seen. Robbed them. Robbed them, like we talked about in other episodes. Just straight robbed. But um, I lost my point of 
track where I was getting to. Pirates yeah, they, need they, an all-star. They need a They're an all-star, all-star away. Like, yes. they have nobody on their team. You think of the Pirates, you can't even name their best player. Go sign a guy to, to not only bring you fans, but to introduce O'Neal Cruz to the league, to the media, because this guy... That 95... 95- 95 mile an hour ball from shortstop the other day. Yeah, he has the hardest throw. Holy shit. And he was he played three innings so far this season. I know he played a little bit last year, little bit last year. Three innings, and he already had the hardest throw by an infielder. Yeah. It's not the hardest all time. That's for Daniel Tatis, but he did. And then his sprint speed. I was I was reading an article. They said his sprint speed on the double that he got thrown at at third, trying to get a tr- stretch it to a triple, was faster than Tyreek Hill's top sprint speed. No way. Was faster. No way. So and you got he, a six, he runs in a circle. seven shortstop throwing and running very hard. <laughs> I am a big fan. No, yeah, wow. the ceiling is really got a high Tatis for number two right now. Yes, they've they on? got their top like we got a Tati, they got their Tatis. I mean, well, then maybe that's their Acuna, start. Then. They just need and, to focus on him, yeah. I'm focus him. on him, but I'm saying reel in one superstar guy that could just arm on the shoulder when you know you're down, or our Manny Machado to Fernando Tatis is what okay. I'm trying to say. Okay. I, I want one, one guy to just be like, hey. Let's do this. Let's do I mean, it. they have me a lot of young talent. Me you, we take this thing to the to the moon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Pittsburgh's just a great sports town. They they need they really the fans are there during the fall, and then all of a sudden they're gone during baseball. Yeah, season. they need somebody to root for because their be football seen. team sucks ass. So let's get the pirates on board, huh? Yeah. That was a bad take. <laughs> I think that was that was a great take. That was, that was a really bad take. All right, Shinny. Let's finish it off, Jennifer. I want to finish it off with a guy who I'm like 100% sure he's going to get moved. These teams, I'm going to name two teams because there's two that I think he can go to. Um, so let me start off with his name. Andrew Benatendi of the Kansas City Royals. I think he's good as gone at this point. He's hitting 298, leads the Royals in average. Yeah, his power numbers aren't really there, but he's never really been a 25, 30 home run dude. He's really been consistent leadoff guy, top of the order, left-handed bat, decent defense. Um, So I think he's going to go to one of two teams. The first team, I think he's going to the St. Louis Cardinals. They have struggled on the uh, offensive-wise in the outfield. Tyler O'Neill has been nowhere near what he was last year. Harrison Bader is really he's 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 decent. He has good fielding. Um, he had he had a couple spurts of good offense this year, and then they have Dylan Carlson in the uh, right field who just turned which, it on. Yeah, just turned it on. Just turned it on. Literally just recently, and came off the IL and just like started slugging. So I I agree with you, Trevor. I think that's a that's a good destination for him. Um, and they could trade one of those young guys who. Doesn't get much time, you know, so yeah, uh, it would be nice. Yep. And then uh, the other team I think Andrew Benatendi can land on is my San Diego Padres. No way, no way, no way. Will Myers is, is out for the year probably at this point. 
Trent Grisham, his hitting stats um, in the shitter. Be I'll say it in the shitter. Um, and then Profar, he's he's just been solid pretty much all year. Just literally yeah. just lead off. I'm pretty sure I said yeah. it a couple podcasts ago. Putting him in the leadoff, he was four for four today. He was pissed at that three and zero hit. Yeah, I got hit by a pitch. <laughs> hit by a pitch, bro. He was pissed, and I love yeah. it. Love that energy. I mean, since they moved him to leadoff, he's been awesome. I know they. Since Manny's been out, which we'll get to in a second, I can't believe I just said that early. <laughs> Profar has been playing second, but or batting second. Sorry, but I do want to say I have liked Nomar Mazzara. I like how he's been playing on our team. I like how he's like a never say nothing but do all all the bark or no bark all play whatever whatever the fucking saying is, but. <laughs> I think Trent Grisham would have to take the bench on this one if Ben Attendee comes on the team because I like no more. Um, I don't. I think it just gives us more depth um, to platoon Nomar and even Profargan DH. You know, this guy can DH, give Hosmer a day off, give Luke Voigt a day off. A lot of options when you add more depth to your outfield. I think Profar is so comfortable over there in the outfield. And I, I'm with Roman. I do like Mazzara. Um. Benintendi would be a really nice fit for the Padres if we were talking before the season. I feel like now that we're here, I mean, if you don't like Mazzara playing there, I think he's doing everything Benintendi would do. Except would do, speed. yeah. I mean, I haven't seen too much that I hated out of Nomar Mazzara. I mean, they, Padres Twitter got on his ass about the lazy... Um, That's just his type of play, though. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't. I think he already thought it was a double. Yeah. I mean, the ball made him turn around. He just tossed it in. Like I think he already pictured it as a double. Padres won that game, so I don't know why they're all crying. But I think Nomar's been pretty good, and he just. I think he brings exactly what Benintendi's going to bring. I mean, yeah, I see that, but at the same time, these guys. You don't want these guys getting comfortable. You need to let Absolutely. light a fire under their ass. So we bring in this guy who we just traded for. Maybe this night, maybe I need to step up now. And that's only going to make better competition within your organization is only going to make you better. Yeah, I would agree. Also, I would like to disagree on this just because of the Will Myers factor. He's not done for the year. And then when he comes back, then we have an array of like decent outfielders. No one like a step above. So I'm, I mean, I think, I think Benetton is good, but. I I don't see that move happening a little bit. Yes and no. We don't have to um, we don't have to agree. We don't have, we don't to, have agree. to agree. We don't have to agree. I'm looking disagree. big picture. I you know, I really want this team to get to the playoffs. I really want them to go far in the playoffs. I really don't think this move would hurt at all. No, I agree. It would hurt our farm system. It's it. already hurt. <laughs> Probably already hurt that. Are we daring to hurt it again? Probably, probably fucking Ty France for Austin Nola type deal. Mm, I'll say that. All right. Well, let's get into the Padre talk since we are here and we just want to roll right live in effect. Um, yeah, <sighs> I said it a little bit earlier, but Manny Machado hurt. We didn't podcast the last couple of days. We haven't really been feeling good, but Manny had a bad ankle roll. I felt Every- like all of San Diego gasped. When uh, that at first, at first saw fucking rolled ankle of that, I, it looked bad. Man. I a little bit gasped, but then I, 
I saw the other angle and I saw his pants. The what yeah. they thought was like his ankle popping out of the bone and like yeah. roll. Uh, it was his pants making like a, he wears the baggiest, baggiest pants. Yeah, he slipped. He rolled his ankle. He's not going on the aisle. He was walking after it's bruised. It's an ankle roll. This is a grown ash man. Yes, sir. So all I got to say about it, he's not in the aisle. No, I that sucker on ice. I think he even. Yeah, that's exactly the only the thing to do. The team's yeah. playing good. I think there was an opportunity for him to actually hit the DL and take some time off. But if, hey, I trust Manny Machado. That's all I'm going to say. I think Manny is uh, is so in love with. He hasn't been on an IL stint in eight years. He's like, nah, can't. I'm good. I'm good. good. He's really. I really think he'll be out maybe the rest of the week. They might put him on the ten day just to open up a roster spot for someone. But um, at the same time, you put some ice on that. You get that elevated. Swelling's going to go down. He's going to feel good in about a week. It yeah, it looked bad, but it really is just a sprained ankle. I know sometimes ankle sprains are worse than a complete break. Um, but maybe it, it, it doesn't sound like that in this situation, though. He's walking. If you, if, I mean, he's not in a boot. I've seen high ankle sprains and NFL players in boots for weeks. So he's walking around normal. I think he'll be all right, like you said, in a week or two. But what made that like so painful is that we got swept by the Rockies. And all of a sudden, I had a flashback. Last year, we get (laughs) Tatis gets hurt before, swept by the Rockies, swept by the Diamondbacks, and then all of a sudden, the tear just went down the hill. And I had a a heat flash flashback. Started panicking for a little bit. Yeah, it hurt a little bit. Then we go into this Diamondback series. And we're putting on a clinic. Putting on a clinic, baby. Everyone was playing extremely well this series. And then this next series is going to be the test. All right. Phillies are a good team. These next two series. I believe. I'm going to talk about this one first. <laughs> Phillies. I mean, their record might not be the best. They're 36 and 34, only two games over 500 and lost three straight, but they're still a good team and are going to fight. Bryce Harper loves playing here, even when he was a national. So I think it's going to be it, it. He's playing right. He's not hurt. I thought he missed a game or two, but um, he's for sure DHing. I think worst case. But yeah, like you're saying, the Phillies. Yeah, their their record might not represent um how good they've been, how good their like team is. But not a team but at, at some. Yeah, at some point they have to turn it around and maybe replay them during when they're playing their best baseball. You know, and I'm okay taking two splitting the series two out of two against this team. I'll take that. Um, they're still a decent, decently squad team, like all around. They got some good players over there. And you don't want to make mistakes to some of their key players, definitely. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Um I think the Diamondbacks were a perfect team to play before this. Oh, and let's let's not forget uh, our boy 
taking dry hacks in the batting cage. Yes. Oh, yes, I yes. wanted to talk about it. Fernando yes. Tati. He's been and clear this whole very, time. So, so the Padres kind of lied to us. Let's yeah. let's yeah, not knew, let this slip that was pass. happening. That was happening. They said he I called it. Swing. I'm pretty sure I called it when we talked about it on that pod. They keep everything under the table with them because the media just over over with things. Yes, they just run yes. with things. So they said Padres said that he's not allowed to swing. And all of a sudden, guys were at the game, had the seats next to where you could peep into the batting cage. And that little old Fernando Tatis Jr. taking dry hacks. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And then, so the media got that. Oh, gobbled it up quick, went and talked about it. And they said he's been taking dry hacks for a month or two. Yep. Yeah, I think what happened is when he was supposed to get the MRI and they said they all were postponing it, he got it that day. And everything was just pushed back a week. And been hitting for a I, month now. I low key, I hitting. love. They said he's I dry hacks only. Forty percent dry hacks. Full dry hacks. I love the like how they're handling that. Yeah. Lie to the media. Keep lying to them. Let Let's not let teens know what we're doing when he's going to be back. And then all of a sudden, boom! Fernando Tati starting in hey, the LA. media. The media loves switching things up. Why don't the teams just start switching things up on the media? One way to get back at him. Well, you're getting be back at me because I'm part of the media. <laughs> no, but imagine that fan just sitting there, you know, eating his buffet because he's got home plate tickets, and all of a sudden he looks over. Is that Fernando Tati swinging a bat? What, what is this? Takes out his phone, probably hiding it, recording it, sitting oh, there like this. That's the home plate club. Like if you, you have tickets, if you have tickets in at like behind home plate, there's uh-huh. a little there's an entrance under for like a uh, food and like drinks and shit, and there's uh. you can see the batting cage right there. Oh, that's so fire! So if you get there early enough, you can see guys hitting in the under yeah. the underground on the batting cage, and yeah. I'm sure that guy was there fucking right when the gates opened and just been sitting there. That's so lit. Fernando's probably didn't look at the time. Oh fuck! There's fans in here. Shit. We got to get behind the, the plate seats at least once in our life. Ed. One day. Yeah, one day. I'm not rich yet. And I did say yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think those run? Ah. How much is the run seat behind the plate? Cool. Depends who we play. Depends who we 500? play. Oh, that's not bad. I was thinking more like 1,000 range. But 500, not bad at all. No, I have no idea. That was, that was a just a random number. Yeah, if we're playing the D-backs, probably five six hundred. Playing the Dodgers, probably two grand. So remind me, watch versus <laughs> Dodgers. Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'll be rich one day. Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, um, Joe Musgrove was also on the COVID IL. He said he didn't feel good. Pitch anyway. Said he didn't think it was COVID. savage. Game, Whatever he's done, pitches tomorrow or today when you listen, see this live, whatever. And Bowmel's back. Love that. Bowmel's back finally. Um, it's been a weird season. I mean, I talked about it last pod. I know it just came out though because of technical difficulties, but 
yeah, it's been a weird season with Bo Mel and the whole staff and Brian Christensen, everyone, COVID. It's just a weird thing. And I think it's all uh, over. No, I listen to this. All that is over. Everything that could have happened happened already. Everything's going to be smooth sailing now. Tati's going to come back. Bo Mel, Manny Machado, and we're just going to go on a roll here. Hopefully. And I just saw this tweet from uh, Dennis Lynn. Bob Melvin missed only two games in his first 18 MLB seasons. This year he's missed out. He's missed 20 this year. At this point, he's missed 20. Damn, um, that's wild. First year in San Diego and he misses 20. I know there's been some crazy shit that's happened to him. Um, but obviously this team loves when he's in the in the clubhouse, in the dugout, managing the game. I personally have seen a complete 180 from how the team is just handled managed what a manager should do oh last year if the team didn't have manny machado and fernando tatis in the lineup there was 0.000 percent chance of winning that game absolutely yeah 100 p and it's wild that this team is fearless and it see and it shows like yeah they might take some bad swings sometimes but they're they're gonna fight, man. Like the actually, finally. Oh, and especially today, like today's game. I know it's a day game. Most people didn't didn't get to watch it, but uh, Madbum has diced us whole career. Madbum has even on the Diamondbacks, he's low key been dicing us, except on opening day when he's been on the Diamondbacks, he gets raked. But we put up a career high against Madbum, um, six runs, I think it was, and guys were just clicking you know luke voigt he's been nasty jerkson profar four hits today like bob was saying um i don't know what why that happened because jorge alfaro's walk off and then his game speech after let's fucking go san diego <laughs> just launched <laughs> us launched us into full effect no yeah it's it's nice jumping on teams early like that because we give up four more runs, whatever, and we win 10 to six or 10 to four. So love that. Love that this team bounced back after getting swept by the fucking Rockies. And I think I heard uh, Don say that we've lost like 13 straight games in Colorado or something weird like that. Yeah. 11 straight games in Colorado. I was, uh, not happy I was, about that. I've one. been tweeting about this for a while. That series <laughs> very it was very upsetting. Very Charlie Black kind of put me in a dark spot. Us. And yeah. we got let's see how many more games we have there. Seven. Jesus. There. Jesus. There. There. Seven. No. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. You're gonna no. put me in another dark spot. <laughs> but. Hopefully, Fernando Tatis is there for the next seven. Absolutely. Hopefully. But, yeah, like you were saying, Padres are 3-0 and without Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis. So, love that. It's going to be a hard series if uh, Manny's not playing. That's for sure. Because this lineup thumps. Our pitching is going to have to be grade A, and it starts with Joe Musgrove. Would you rather him be in this series or the series at the end of the month? No, they're a series a week away is much more important. Much more important. Yep. Yes. One exactly. week from now is very yeah, way more important. Way more important. 
Yes. Yeah, so he can sit out against the Phillies. It's fine. And uh, and I got some votes. special guests coming in next week. Well, not special, but got some guests. Special. Going to talk some ball with the boys. No, but and all servos came out. Fernando Tatis is six. Hasn't even played one inning. Hasn't yeah. played one inning and has a face like, of baseball. So many votes, dude. I Mookie Betts. I hate how he's number one every fucking year. Mookie Betts actually has a cracked rib right now. Yeah, he probably won't even play. We all started. Probably, probably will. Not. I don't think probably so. Will. It's cracked in rib. LA. He, he can re he can rehab there. Oh, you make the team, you don't play, someone else gets your spot. Yeah, I always think that's weird when like guys make the team, you know, and then that still considers like they made the all-star team and then someone else makes it. There's usually like 30 guys that are, like make the all-star team. Yeah. A lot weird. of guys. I mean, there's one player from every team. Yeah, so that makes sense, 30. <laughs> um, Abrams got brought back up since Machado. Um Got hurt. They dropped down Reese Kinnear. And I'm Abrams is still, I think he's a little too young to be here. I freaking rakes in triple A and sucks in the MLB. It's just is it that much better. That's, that's what I always wonder is, is the pitching faster? is that much better. I honestly think he's a little it takes bit a while nervous. to get used to but the same. MLB. I'm talking that's why I like no more Mazzara. He came in, had been batting well. But he's yes. also had at least four years of MLB like service. Like, yeah, he's been. He's good. just kind of been treated shitty, honestly, in his other organizations. Yeah, very true. But I mean, I don't know. It yeah, maybe he's too faster. young. But at the same time, we need we need him right now. Like, there's no one else I would rather I would rather him play than Alcantara. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Pros and cons to it, pros and cons, but and guys, I, I'm excited gonna... for this this series this weekend. Yeah, so need Blake Snell to fucking step up. Blake Snell step up, period. Period. It's time. Yeah, and I, I really big... don't want to see Kyle Short rate right a home run this weekend. because uh, oh, yeah, he's gonna go very far if it does. Very far. I just he seems he always fucking rakes the Padres. <laughs> And this is about the same time last year when he went on that like stupid fourteen game fourteen yeah, middle run of summer. streak. Yeah, looking like eighty oh, and in fourteen days. I'm just gonna mention it. The little memo came out that teams have been muddying the baseballs different than every other team. Like I thought that was a universal thing. How much? How much different can it be to mud a baseball? I I, I thought all of the teams had their own guys doing it. Every team oh, has yeah. their own guys doing it, but apparently the the way that they rub it has been completely different throughout the whole MLB. Like all thirty teams have been different. Which do it. they don't have like a protocol. Which I don't. I really do it. Haven't figured out what changes with the ball. Less mud, more mud. I don't know what makes the difference in why some guys, <laughs> Aaron Judge, has like twenty nine home runs, and some guys. With the same forgive me, forgive me for being un- uneducated here, but what exactly is the mud they're putting on these balls? Are they just rubbing dirt on them? Or something? So, yeah, no, basically, special mud that's only they get from one place in the world. I think it's in Louisiana or something like that. But close to Florida, and they just rub it on the ball, so it's like not 
they mm-hmm. have to rub it on the balls because if when the balls are brand new, they're slick. So when the guys throw, it slips out of their hand when they have sweat on their hands. That and stuff. causes injury, so they don't want that to happen. Oh, okay. Muddy it up a little bit so they don't have to tacky it. It's, it's just like a normal procedure. Like you always see the umpires like rubbing just the ball. Rubbing the ball yeah. Sometimes they, it has too much mud. So the umpire is going to rub it out a little bit or, you know, lube it up a little bit as they per se. And if you notice, like uh, if you ever catch a in-game ball, like that was a foul ball or even Never a done run. Before. No, but when, when that happens for you, just take a look. Usually the laces have like mud inside them, like mm-hmm. the black or the red laces have mud inside them. Mm-hmm. And the balls usually aren't white like you you would expect. Yeah. I don't know if you could tell or not. On, you caught that ball? On... That ball has a sticker on it, Jimmy. That's from the store. That <laughs> is a foul ball, certified foul ball. Certified foul ball. But they're not like white. It's like a mudded yeah. color. And it does not look 100% even we'll see because they put that put out this memo mid-season i guess the players were complaining big time about the balls this year which obviously makes sense you shouldn't have guys who hit the ball the same mile per hour and the same launch angle and one is a home run and one is a fly out like honestly that shouldn't happen it should kind of be all if you're using the same baseballs you got to think about it the it same launch the same angle and the same speed should, should go the same the, place should go the same distance yeah so We'll see. We will we'll see. see. All right. I think that's the podcast. Ain't nothing wrong with being average, baby. That'll do. Ain't nothing being wrong. Ain't nothing like, comment, subscribe. Longer. All right, baby. Go pods.